Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Hey guys, we're using Poshmark and you should too. Do you have things that you don't wear anymore? Poshmark is seriously the easiest way to make room in your closet, make some cash, and also snag a bargain. It's the coolest reseller with the best brands like Lululemon, Nike Reformation, and Gucci for up to 70% off. DJ Khaled has a closet and Serena Williams. Download the app today. Enter Podcast 10 when you sign up for $10 off your first purchase on Poshmark. Savings starts with Xfinity. Get a great price on Xfinity Internet. Plus, ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us. And for a limited time, $300 back when you add Xfinity Mobile. Go to Xfinity.com slash start saving. Call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Well, rapper and boxer and cryptocurrency expert KSI joins us for a very interesting interview. And we talked to him about everything. And then we get into uh, news as well. First, there's Geico. Do you own? Do you rent? I ask you that all the time. Hopefully you own. But either way, you need insurance. And then there's your automotive policy. Why don't you get your bundle working with Geico? They'll take your homeowner's or your renter's insurance, and they will bundle it up with your automotive policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around the house. So just go to Geico.com and see just how much you could save when you get your bundle working at Geico. That is Geico.com. KSI has joined us all the way from England, all over the place. His name, the album, is available July 16th, everywhere you listen to music. And it's also headlining a big venue. Uh, I guess it's across from Wembley, or it is This Wim- meeting is being Wembley. recorded. Uh-oh. Oh, we had that before. I don't know what that was. Anyway, good to see you, KSI. Yo, good to be here, man. Thank you for having me. I, I find your story... Uh, Super interesting. I know you started in, I think, 09 doing gaming commentary and then, of course, turned into a, a boxer and yeah. uh, beat Logan Paul. So he's yeah. he's the big one and, uh, and beat him and now music. Let's talk about the this journey. How did it begin for you? Well, yeah, like you said, man, it started with uh, gaming. Uh, I was playing a lot of FIFA. Uh, I was doing a lot of tricks online and uh, posted it and it kind of took a while to blow up. But uh, this was at a time where there wasn't really any money. There was like nothing really going on with YouTube. There was what Charlie bit my finger, (laughs) stuff like that was happening. But it wasn't really like um, it wasn't as big as it is now. But uh, at the time, there were still small communities of people just who would post like gaming videos and vlog videos and all of this and that. And then it got to a point where, you know, I was like, I want to do this. And I posted as well. And it slowly got bigger and bigger. And I started to build an audience that were interested in my gaming videos. And throughout, you know, I would put out, uh, put music into it. I would do a bit of music here and there. I'll do little raps and stuff. And eventually, uh, 
yeah, I, I just became the person I am today. Like I, I just, like with me, I kind of venture into different things just because the opportunity arises. So with the boxing, you know, there was an opportunity to fight and I, and I just took it. Uh, same with uh, music. There was an opportunity to take it seriously and I just took it. And yeah, that, that is pretty much my, my journey. It's just loads of opportunities that I see and I just go 100% into it. Yeah, it's interesting because I started this podcast in 09 mm. as well. And everyone always says, uh, how did you know? And I was like, I didn't know anything. I just did yeah. it, you know. And But, yeah. the, but the, the point, uh, I think a lot of people say no to too much stuff. And mm. I think your story is saying yes to things and going some direction that you could have never anticipated. But thank God yeah. you said yes to it is that a general philosophy or is that just an approach to life no you're right um i you know at the beginning of my i guess career with the whole entertainment business it started with me man just saying yes to a load of things and obviously there's things i regret there was a there's a video out there where i'm like strapped um and strapped to this asian guy like attached to him from so my front is um my front and his front are opposite mm -hmm. and we're just attached to each other and we're both trying to collect as many balls and put it into a basket <laughs> it was for like this crazy chinese um chinese show i think or it might have been japanese i'm not too sure it was an asian show anyway and basically <laughs> It was just a huge L on my point, uh, my part. My audience were like, what have you done? Like, you sold out. This is terrible. I'm wearing a, um, I'm wearing a, um, what is it? Like, a, a morph suit. You can see my, my dick, like, printed. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was just, it was, it was a mess. But I said yes to it because I was like, it's different. You know, I'm able to get a different audience. I might get an Asian audience with this uh, and it just backfired. But, you know, like you said, I've said yes to a lot of things and it has allowed me to get into a lot of cool things and, you know, allow me to do a lot of uh, good things and progress my career. And, uh, you know, now I'm at the point where I n now can choose to say yes or no. I can just be like, oh, you know what? I don't need to do that. I'd much rather just do this. So I don't need to do this. I'd much rather do that. But, um, yeah, I, I, at the beginning, I pretty much just said yes to everything because you just have to, man. You don't, you're not, you don't have the leverage. You don't have the power to just go no. Personally, that's how I felt. Do you? Uh, I sort of feel it's not the same as being strapped to an Asian, but uh, <laughs> I, I did dancing with <clears throat> dancing with the stars, and I'm yeah. a I'm a fucking horrible dancer, and mm. and I only did it because I was scared to do it, and I and I just realized. When they asked me to do it, I got scared. I got that feeling, yeah, you know, that feeling like when you're in junior high and it's like Johnny Whitaker wants to meet you behind the gymnasium <laughs> at three to fight. And you go like, oh, sure. what, 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 what do I high. do? And uh, as soon as I realized I was scared, I was like, well, now I have to do it because I'm scared. And I don't know if you feel that way about like the fighting Logan Paul, for instance. Did you have a feeling of like, oh, I'm scared, I have to do it, or I'm going to beat his ass, or both, or both? Well, well, it's it's funny you mentioned the whole dancing thing. Uh, I got asked to do Strictly Come Dancing, uh, li literally this year, 
And uh, I said no, mainly because of my girlfriend. She was uh, <laughs> on my case because pretty much most people who <laughs> go on Strictly Come Dancing in relationships yep. end mm-hmm. up not being in relationships anymore. <laughs> because they pair you and with dating. like the hottest chick on uh, the planet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Geraldo Rivera told me when I was uh, doing The Tonight Show, mm-hmm. Leno's show, and I ran into Geraldo like in the hall and he was talking to me like dancing with the stars. He said his uh, his wife's not going to let him do it. Yep. Because uh, yeah. he's going to bang and, whoever's And you got the best is. one. Yeah. <laughs> Geraldo believe that shit? <laughs> so well, the, with the fight. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, when it comes to yeah the Logan fight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was a, it was definitely a terrifying thing because you know Logan's the big guy. He's had um, some combat sports uh, previously in his career, and uh, you know he was an athlete. And I was just some gamer man. Like I was just some gamer dude who just fell into this whole boxing thing. Uh, it's crazy how far it's gone now. Like you got Logan fighting Mayweather. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> but uh, yeah, with um, with that instance, you know. I called out Jake Paul first, actually. That's the funny thing. Like, I wanted to fight Jake Paul, and he kept dodging me. You know, he was like, fight my my dad, fight my younger, <laughs> this little kid who looks like me. And he was just, you know, dodging and diving. And eventually, I was like, screw it, let's fight. I'll fight Logan then, you know, the older bro. And, uh, yeah, he was, yeah, when I got in the ring, yeah, he's, he's the big lad, and he hits hard. But there's just something, you know, about me where... I I just can't lose, man. Like, I just have the dog in me which stops me from losing. And I've had, I've been close. Like, even with the second fight when he knocked me down, I was there like, you're not going to beat me. You have to kill me before I lose. (laughs) And I saw a video online. Uh, I don't think I'm getting this wrong. Did you or Mm. did you not break a punching machine in a contest with him? Oh, <laughs> like it, it went up like I think for for was it Logan or Jake? I think it was Logan. No, it was Logan. It, yeah, it so, went up to like, you know, it's like one of those punching machines sure. we used to have. Yeah. In the, and it went up to like 845. And then and then KSI did it because I and it went to zero and it like broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, apparently I just hit it so hard that it just it, it couldn't register. It. <laughs> wow. It's on Drago. Yeah. It's great. So uh, what do you think about uh I mean, first off, what started for you is, I don't know, sort of a whim or a, a hobby or something. These guys are mm. cashing checks now. I mean, Logan and Floyd, I mean, there's going to be millions of dollars going going to Logan yeah, for that. I mean, I mean, that was millions of dollars with me and Logan's fight, man, like with both fights. And uh, it's obviously it's a lucrative business because it's a different audience. You know, the whole YouTube audience is coming to watch a YouTuber fight. And, you know, like there's, there's, there's a lot of power in that. And there's a lot of, um, of people who are yeah interested in that. And, uh, you know, compared to the traditional boxing, <clears throat> boxing viewer. And, and I feel like a lot of these traditional boxing viewers are really confused as to why anyone want to watch a YouTuber's fight. But they don't realize, like, you know, me and Logan, we're, you know, we're at the top of our game and we're at the top of YouTube, essentially. And 
you know, with any industry, like let's say you have two musicians who are at the top of their game and they want to fight. Let's say Drake versus Chris Brown. Oh. If Drake and Chris Brown were going to fight, you you fucking know everyone's going to watch that shit. Like, it's going to go crazy. And, you know, with me versus Logan Paul, you know, we're both at the top of our game and you know, of YouTube. And, of course, that's why you have such a huge YouTube audience wanting to watch that. Same with Chris Brown and Drake. You'd have a huge music audience that would want to watch that. And, uh, you know, that's, I guess, why a lot of these boxing um, uh, boxing um, traditionalists don't really understand why, but it's just because it's just people who are at the top of the game wanting to fight, and obviously people are going to want to see that. Right. So. Well, you know, it's kind of as a as a boxing fan when you yeah. watch boxing, it's it's business. It's like mostly mm. nothing personal. It's just it's what they do. It's two professional mm. fighters doing yeah. going to work right. essentially. Uh, and they call it the fight game. It's not really fights; a boxing match. But if you got Drake and Chris Brown together, it would be a fight. Right. I mean, that's yeah. kind of in a weird way, from a visceral standpoint, when you're watching it, you rather watch people fight than box. You know, yeah, and, and boxing yeah. is a sport, and a fight is what breaks out in front of a bar. Right. And it's yeah. more. It's it can, everyone shouts world star. Yeah. <laughs> all of that. It yeah. can be uh, more entertaining. So, uh, yeah. Thought. What do, What do you think about Logan and uh, Floyd? coming up next month um well i mean i mean it's it's obvious who's gonna win like extremely obvious um you have uh an inexperienced boxer uh who has yet to win a fight (laughs) uh fighting someone who's never lost a fight and you know i know there's what the different weight class blah 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 floyd has just too much knowledge when it comes to boxing and you know, with boxing, it's all about fighting IQ, man. And Mayweather's got that down to a T. He knows how to block every single shot. He knows how to evade every single shot. He knows what to do if he slips a jab. He knows what to do um, when he comes across um, Logan to the left or to the right. He knows exactly everything, like all the movements. He knows everything. And it's just going to be so hard for Logan to try and break down Mayweather when Mayweather is just going to basically tire him out, you know, play with him, play with his food for a few rounds and then eventually go, okay, it's time to win. <laughs> and then he's going to win. And that's why, you know, I, like for me, I'm just like, this is, it's so pointless, but I guess it's interesting to see what could happen, but I just don't see Logan winning that at all. Well, the other thing too is from doing it myself, not mm. not at a high level, but um, most guys hyperventilate out there because uh-huh. the the adrenaline dump is so crazy, and mm. you get out there and you you could be a marathon runner or a CrossFit guy and gas yourself mm-hmm. out in one yep. round of boxing with like, just I, terror. I used to train guys that were fantastic <laughs> physical shape, but they could gas themselves out, and then you would see like. Roberto Duran when he was 50 and fat fighting and you're like how does this guy go 12 rounds because he's barely breathing Mm. he's so calm (laughs) he's so slick he's been there and done that so many times Mm. that it's the difference between doing an open 
you know, the first open mic stand-up I did, I almost had a heart attack for for a three-minute bit. Now I do 90 minutes. I don't think about it, you know? Yeah, I was just thinking it's like treading water. Easy to sink when you're freaking out. When I taught boxing, Mm. I would tell everyone, you fell off the back of a cruise ship and you got to make it to land. You better smooth it Mm. out. Uh, If you start flailing, you're going to drown. And so... The advantage that Floyd has, not only with all the experience, but is the experience of the experience. He's been yeah. in so many huge, high-profile fights, mm. and his heart's not going to be beating when he walks right. out there. No, no and not at all. <laughs> that's how you gas out the other guy, and he's yeah. he's so slick. Uh, you got any other fights that you're thinking about? Uh, so, I mean, this guy called Bryce Hall uh, keeps uh, <laughs> chirping online. Saying he wants a piece of me, um, but uh, he's got to fight himself. He's fighting uh, a YouTuber called Austin Broom. Uh, that the, the, it's there's this event where it's like TikTok versus yeah. YouTubers. We had and, we were uh, going to have him on the show, but they got into a fight in the press conference. I think yeah, it was kind of a pushing. Yeah, thing. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Bryce tried pushing Austin and then ended up on the floor. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so he wants to fight me, and uh, I'm just kind of just laughing at the whole situation. But I said if he did win his fight, we might talk. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, obviously Jake Paul is uh, the main guy as well that I'm, you know, keeping my eye out on. Um, it's annoying because, you know, I'm smashing music so so much. I, I, I'm struggling to find the time to fight Jake or this Bryce Hall guy, so it's uh, it's trying to you know like find time within my busy schedule because obviously you know I've got tours and I've got shows and I've got uh, stadiums. That's a good high class uh, problem to have. Yeah, yeah. Am I ignorant? Is there a whole like fight scene amongst YouTubers and TikTokers? Like, is this like a thing? I guess so. I'm incredibly ignorant. <laughs> I apologize. There, these events are huge. There's money. I mean, if you if you can coax Floyd money, it's right in his name, Mayweather, <laughs> out of, out of retirement. Yeah, it's got to be worth it. I don't think. I I don't know if the prices are out there, but Floyd Mayweather is not doing anything under twenty five million bucks. Jesus. I I do believe. I mean, you must KSI. You must have. Maybe some thoughts or insights on that, but he doesn't. Do I mean, oh yeah, no, no. There's going to be money in this fight, 100. I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of money in fights where a lot of people want to watch it. Simple <laughs> as that. If you if you can get like with me and Logan, we got uh, for both fights over a million pay per views. Wow. Um, so <laughs> and what? Even if you have that at what five dollars, ten dollars, that's still a lot of fucking money. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a big money business, and uh, I you know they they know what they're doing. I know what they're doing, but uh, <laughs> yeah, like in due time for me, in due time, it's 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 a shame. Like I'm still training. I just I just don't have the time to fight yet. But you know, soon. I I kind of want to do it in my time as well. I don't want to I don't want to rush it. Like how I, yeah. Ultimately, I'm I'm a huge draw when it comes to fighting, and there's a lot of people who are waiting for me. Uh, to see me fight, so the uh, I know you got a tour coming up, and I know you got a big show uh, with the, at SSE Arena. Um, I think it holds maybe twelve, twelve thousand five hundred. Wembley or something. Arena. It's uh, 
It's big. Yeah. yeah. Um, is uh, are, how are they doing in England with the capacity? We were just talking about how it's all different here in the United States. You live in New York, it's a different capacity at a venue. Mm. If you live in Florida or Texas, it's another capacity. Does um, first, are they doing that in England? Are they having that big well, variation? I, mean, I, kn- I know Miami's having a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> They don't even care. It's great. <laughs> I wish it was like that in England, but uh, no. Um, yeah, in England, it's it's we're still slowly opening things up, and I think the 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 first test will be festivals. So you know, I'm I'm going to be doing a few festivals uh, at the, near the end of the year, and uh, we're going to be seeing we're going to see if um, we can do it at the capacity at you know that we normally would do. Uh, all these festivals so we're still waiting a few months to see uh we haven't had any like huge events really uh we haven't even opened up clubs yet so you know we're still we're still slowly slowly getting there but in the next few months we should be fully back to normal i was uh being told that you're big into cryptocurrency is that true (laughs) yeah i do love i do love my crypto man (laughs) Um, very we're, into it. <laughs> we're olds who are still trying to figure it out. Oh, really? Uh, oh, mate, it's the future. It's the future. <laughs> um, basically, buying one Bitcoin right now is like buying a, a bit of land in Manhattan uh, <laughs> like years ago, like huh. before it blew up. Like just one Bitcoin. Think of it like this. You've got 21 million Bitcoin. Uh, Three million is lost. So there's only 18, some, around 18 million uh, Bitcoin left. And, it, you know, it, it doesn't, um, there's no inflation. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't, um, well, it's basically an asset that eventually will just keep going up in price to a point where not everyone can have a Bitcoin. You know, how many people are in the world? Like billions. And there's only 18 million Bitcoin. Mm. Eventually, it's going to get to a point where, a Bitcoin is worth stupid amounts. And I, I feel like people are using Bitcoin as the new digital gold. And it's one of those things where Bitcoin go will, you know, always goes up. You know, I mean, if, over time it goes up. Like it's volatile. It goes up and down, up and down, up and down. And recently what it went down, it went up from 64K to 32,000, 30,000 K. So it's volatile for sure. But if you buy at least one, like, and just don't do anything with it, just hold it for like 10, 15 years, that Bitcoin is going to be worth a shit ton, a shit ton. Like it could be worth over a million at that point, if not more, like just what? And you paid how much? 30 something thousand uh, for an investment that's going to be worth uh, uh, what you got? Uh, twenty, thirty x that. It's it's crazy. So, yeah, Bitcoin is gonna be huge, and you know that's just Bitcoin. There's so many other altcoins. There's Ethereum, which is so useful. There's you know Polkadot, which is also a good one. Uh, Luna, I know is a decent one. I'm invested in quite a few. Um, XCAD is one I'm invested in, which is like um bringing the whole YouTube space into crypto which is quite interesting, um, bringing DeFi and the YouTube space uh, together and just, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot, there's a lot. But like, 
it's quite it's quite um it's quite daunting you know when you first see it like you see this whole crypto space and it doesn't make sense and it's a it's a young market it's you know what in total it's 1.5 trillion that is the size of the market whereas the stock market in the US is around 50 trillion so it's like nothing compared to the stock market but you know, it's early days for the crypto space and eventually it's going to reach the same level as the stock market. And now is the time to look into it. Now is the time to invest because, you know, in 10, 20, 30 years time, you might be too late and, you know, you might miss your opportunity. The biggest opportunity of your life of just buying a simple Bitcoin or a simple bit of Ethereum or et cetera. So. That is the most a boxer has ever spoken about <laughs> cryptocurrency. Not since I interviewed Larry Holmes, no, that's right. where he did about forty minutes. Not on since that high water mark. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's not, I I love crypto, man. It's 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 so interesting because it's you know obviously we we live in a centralized world where you know we have banks etc. And this crypto is allowing you to be the bank, allowing you to dictate what you want to invest your money in allowing you to, you know, actually own the assets that you want to own. And uh, I think it's, it's just cool. And there's, there's so many things where you can get decent AP, APY, I believe, or APR, where what you put a stable coin, which is um, US, um, well, let, let's say dollars, your stable coin, or it would be USDT or USDC, but it's a stable coin anyway, that doesn't fluctuate. And then you put that in, um, you can put that in, uh, for instance, let's say Luna, you can put that in a thing called Anchor and pretty much just store the money there and get a 20% APY. So you don't do anything. You're just earning money. Yeah, 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 20%. Like to get that in a bank, it's like impossible. We've had... We've had many experts on this show. And Mm -hmm. when people say, so what did you learn? I'm like, I I, I don't know. You just got to listen to it. I I can't explain it. This was the most concise, amazing, eloquent thing that I could possibly pass on to somebody who asked me. I'm I'm so... Jerry Clooney gave the dissertation (laughs) all this years ago. I'm so grateful that I can finally... I can finally repeat your words and not be like, I, I, I don't know what he said. I'm confused. Uh, oh. Really? Oh, I mean, I mean, I feel like it is still quite confusing me talking about that. I mean, let's not get it twisted. Like, crypto is extremely confusing. <laughs> I don't know. I it's think just, I called Jerry Cooney, Jerry Clooney. Clooney. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you meant. Yeah, we, you all, know we all got it. You know what Tommy I meant. the Bitman Kearns. That's right. Damn it. Oh. Oh, I know. Tommy the Bitman. It's contagious. So let's talk. Uh, you know. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and uh, they said to me, um, "Why are you so curious about everything?" And I'm like, "I don't know, because I'm alive. I, I, there's a lot to there's a lot to see out there." But yeah. uh, KSI, you seem extremely curious about almost everything, and it seems to be working pretty well for you. Uh, is is that how you always were? Or is it sort of building, is it begatting itself, the sort of success getting you more curious about everything? Because you don't, you know, uh, music, gaming, Bitcoin, boxing, boxing, you don't, you know, it's it's pretty diverse. Um, Mm. Are you just a curious person? Um, Yeah, I'd I'd say so. I'm a guy that 
I, do, I can't just do the same thing over and over again. I have to switch it up. So when I was doing the gaming videos, eventually I got to a point where I was like, man, I want to do something else. I'm getting tired of just playing FIFA all the time. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to switch it up. And if my audience, you know, fuck with it, cool. If they don't, I, I don't care. I'm, you know, I'm going to be my own person. And I feel like that's important. A lot of people are stuck in this box where they feel like they can only do that one thing and never be able to switch. Whereas I, from the get-go, was like, I'm not a person that hangs around. I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to bounce to another thing and bounce to another thing. And then after I've bounced, what, from, like, YouTube to music uh, to boxing, I might go back to YouTube again and then go back to music and then go back to boxing and then do crypto and then do whatever I want to do, you know, baking or, <laughs> you know, basically I'm at a point where I feel, as a human being, we are able to do whatever the fuck we want. We have one life. <laughs> so why not have the time of our lives, man? Why um, put ourselves in this realm of, oh, I can only do this and that's it. And that's what everyone expects of me. Nah, man, switch it up. Do what you enjoy. You know, we are, we have in different interests of things eventually. Like we, we might be interested in one thing, but eventually we're going to, you know, life is just going to take us, uh, away and just make us think oh you know what it'd be cool to do this it'd be cool to do that and i've kind of just taken that and made it my career and now i'm just the happiest man in my, you know in, in my life uh, well happiest man ever because of it you know I'm, I'm able to just do whatever i enjoy and i don't have to care about anything so it's dope the uh the album <laughs> sounds pretty great <laughs> All, <laughs> all over the place is the name of the album and yeah. uh, like i said it's going to be available july 16th wherever you listen to music ksi i found this uh, conversation enlightening and uh, fascinating so please come back again when uh, another album drops or just to say hi or you got a big match coming up or you got some cryptocurrency you think we should invest um, in right uh, but, I mean, I've already told you, like, <laughs> invest in Bitcoin and invest in Ethereum. If I'm, if you want to be safe, Ethereum and Bitcoin are the safest assets you can definitely put money in. Perfect. Uh, it will go up. Even if you buy at the top, give it three years, and it's going to get a new all-time high, and you're going to be making money. <laughs> but obviously, you want to try and wait till it's as low as possible. But, yeah, like, yeah, the, the cryptocurrency is here to stay. And it's you're in early. You're early right now. Even if it's worth 1.5 trillion right now, you're early. So be sure to get in. But anyway, yeah, that's. <laughs> I also yeah, I got music. Check out the album. It's mad. <laughs> I think I I haven't even talked about any of my music. <laughs> All over the place. That means he has to come back. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, my PA is going to kill me. (laughs) I will say one more time, all over the place, available July 16th, wherever you listen to music. Thanks, KSI. My pleasure. We'll talk soon. All right. He just gave me the best idea. Hmm. You know, you you thought you had something with Chris's deck as the honeymoon fund. No, 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 no. Everybody chip in to buy Gino Bitcoin. (laughs) Oh, that is good. (laughs) I would love that. Yeah, I like it because I... 
the oh, you know, pay for our honeymoon kind of thing mm-hmm. feels like yeah, pay for your own honeymoon. I, I but, feel the same way. But yeah, if everyone's going to spend 150 bucks on a you know air fryer or mm-hmm. something, why not take it in Bitcoin? I love and that. Something you can hang on to. All right, let me talk about uh, Axon Taser. Taser believes safer self defense is better. Self-defense tasers, non-lethal self-protection devices are small enough to carry with you in your purse or glove compartment, but powerful enough to incapacitate an attacker. Guns and pepper sprays have unnecessary risks. Taser products are safer and easier to use. Electrical charge immobilizes attackers for up to 30 seconds, giving you time to escape and sends emergency services to your GPS location upon firing. So that is a nice feature. 30, I should say, uh, 237,000 lives have been saved with the Taser network of devices. Start protecting yourself and your family today. Taser, right, Dawson? Taser is available without a permit in most U.S. states. For a limited time, take advantage of Taser's best offer available and save $60 on the Pulse, bu- Pulse Plus bundle with a Taser Plus, with a Taser Pulse Plus device, cartridges, and holster at taser.com. Save $60 right now by using code ADAM right now at Taser, spelled T-A-S-E-R.com. All right, quick break. Back with the news right after this. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting, you want to save some money? How about your bundle? Bundle your policies at GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, see just how much you could save at GEICO. That is GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Give me the news with crap. News with Gino Grad, breaking viral, weird crime protest politics. Give me news with Gino Grad, stuff they saw on TMZ, Joe Biden, coming out. Big news with Gina Gino Grad. The news with Gina Grad. So you know how uh, not too long ago, the big story was what in the hell is going on with Matthew Perry? We saw that clip of him slurring his words and acting just kind of out of it. People, you know, we assume maybe alcohol or drugs or something. But the UK Sun reports. Like Parkinson's or something? Well, I, we'll see if this is the real story or not. But the UK Sun reports that Matthew Perry's speech issue was because of a, an emergency dental work. And not a struggle with substance abuse. Cover story? Real story? I don't know. Mm. The tabloid says Matthew turned up to the reunion in April and members of his team said that he had had an emergency tooth procedure that day. Matthew's told those around him that he's sober and there's no need to worry. But just so we can refresh our memory, this is what it sounded like. I stole the cookie jar that had the clock on it and I gave it to Lisa Kudrow because she one point looked at it and thought it was a real clock. And it didn't it seemed a little less mechanical, mm-hmm. and it seemed like uh, 
seemed a little less of a hardware problem and more of a software problem. Good way to put it. That's and how it felt. That's to me. the other thing. As somebody who's as you know, kind of becomes his character, like you know, uh, what was his name, Chandler, and is very uh, gregarious and comical. If I had just come from an emergency dental surgery, that's all I'd be talking. About. Excuse the way I'm talking. I just had a root canal, but there was no mention of that. Oh yeah, it also seems like you'd kind of cover it. Also. It's- I don't know. You say emergency. Kind of feels like weird timing. Mm-hmm. Like you, if it was an emergency, then you'd kind of have to cancel. Right. But if you were planning to have a tooth extracted, right. But um, it's interesting. All right. Sorry. Keep going. I'm All trying right. to think of something. Well, that's. Th- I'm just. I can't help but think they would be joking about it. They'd be, you know, busting his chops about it. But but it, everyone was acting like, nope, everything's fine. Nothing to see. Um, speaking of nothing to see here, there was something to see. San Diego authorities have charged a 28-year-old woman with felony battery after an attack on a Southwest Airlines plane in which a flight attendant lost two teeth and suffered wow. other injuries to her face, according to Yahoo News. The incident happened. Bitches from, be fighting. That's right. I'm telling you, man. And women are throwing down. You're right. And it's not like this was an eight-hour flight and everybody got testy. This was a flight from Sacramento to San Diego. How long could you have been in the air? 30 minutes? From San Diego to Sacramento? Sacramento to San Diego. That is a quick jump. Uh, San Diego Harbor Police said they arrested Viviana Quinones and charged her with battery causing serious bodily injury. The FAA said that airlines have reported 2,500 incidents of unruly passengers this year. Half the year still to go. Southwest and most airlines train flight attendants to de-escalate tense situations, but they said those tactics are growing less effective, and a small number of passengers are becoming bolder in challenging the authority of crew members. I think women by nature are more violent than men. You've said this for a long yes. time. Yes. Uh, not violent in terms of like serial killing and, and that kind of stuff, but... Trigger happy. Trigger. They would put their hands on you faster than than a man by nature. um, They're the cats, and we're the dogs. But society kind of kept that in check. Yeah, you know, there just wasn't a lot of public fighting going on. There was one word for it. It's Hmm. not ladylike. Not ladylike. Um, now that we've kind of lifted the veil of what you can do in public mm-hmm. and what you can't do in public, uh, it's kind of on. And oh, yeah. I think the ladies are throwing down a lot. Seems like more than the guys are. This is a real slippery slope situation because especially when you're watching the new season of The Handmaid's Tale and you're thinking Gilead. But I just had a thought of what if we were required to dress appropriately for an, an airline flight and men were back in suits and women were in a, you know, a dress or a skirt. And would that change things? But that's a slippery slope. Yeah. Well, I, I always say, you know, in schools that have school uniforms, mm-hmm. there's less fighting. Absolutely. So, yes, I, I think it would. I think it would make a difference. You you act differently. I I could remember way back in the day when all I did was construction and all I did was wear jeans and t-shirts and stuff like that. Once in a blue moon, you'd go to a wedding and right. you'd put a suit on. You felt different. Of like course. you acted different. Absolutely. More Grey Poupon, I would say. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> Have you any gray poupon? Um, so speaking of clothing, some female students at Bartram Trail High School in St. John's County, Florida, were surprised to see their yearbook photos were digitally altered to cover more of their chests. And now they and their parents are calling for an apology. I'll show you a picture. They could have done a better job. I do this on my photos sometimes when it's a little too... Cleavage. Mm-hmm. So they just instead of you know the little scoop neck tank top, she just has this bar. That's sort of what they found mm-hmm. across her clavicle. Yeah, fifteen mm. year old Riley O'Keefe. That. That's who we're looking at. Is an example of a girl. I, I'm sorry. I think that's who we're looking at. Uh, who had a black bar added to her photo to cover up her chest. More than eighty photos of female students were digitally altered, but no boys' I could photos. See Gina's yearbook back oh, there. We're out of pixels. That's funny. Out of pixels. How many chicks? Did we're still working on Gina's. Right tape. The roll block tape. <laughs> Someone go get a whole shitload of pixels. Because we got other chicks to do in the yearbook. Call the Sharpie Corporation. <laughs> I w- I'm trying to think what size. I wasn't like this in high school. Oh, God. If, if I only knew how fucking hot I was in high school. Like, I was mm. like, we all, we, we all were perfect. <sighs> we were all tens. Mm. I was probably a... It's borderline BC, mm. a little curve, tiny waist. Like, mm. I don't know, but like, oh, I'm fat. I'm like, what was wrong with us? I don't know. Every, every, every time I see a picture of me from my 20s or something, I always go, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Why do I think there's something wrong exactly. with me? Like, I, I, I could have dated somebody. Yes. There's a meme that says something like, I wish I was the size I used to be when I thought I was fat. Yeah, it was a weird. I I think I think. For, Shut up. I think for me, my mom wasn't really a fan, and uh, of you, yeah, of yeah. me specifically, or she didn't really care. It was yeah. kind of neither here nor there. So I think you kind of get this image of who you are to the opposite yes. sex by your mom, not you know, not banging your mom, but just what does your mom yeah. think of you? My mom was agnostic and a little negative on her kids like it was like what do you guys want what are you doing here like i don't get so there was it was kind of seared in early like well if your mom doesn't like you then you know what's becky in math class like you and um usually the and then it just carries throughout life you just go throughout life Mm -hmm. and then when you find out if you ever talk to somebody and they go, uh, oh, yeah, I, I thought you are cute when I met you. I'm always confused. I'm always like, why? Why yeah, would you feel that compute. way? How did that work? I hate to shit on your point. My mom was, was a fan you know, yeah. of mine as a young boy. I thought I was a fine young boy, but lest we forget. Not Brian Bishop. Yeah. Girls I, I was down. Well, in my mind exactly what girls You had reality me. staring you in the face exactly. when you looked in the mirror every morning. It was pretty tough. Yep. My mom and my dad were huge fans of me, except that... They always told me it looked like I combed my hair with an egg beater. Um, so I've had a hair, I've had hair issues my entire life. Yeah, I had this feeling of I had hair issues too, and yeah. I would just look at other don't, people don't look, look normal to me. I felt yeah. like I there's something I didn't seem normal. Yeah, or some same. some version of that. So, and all I ever had, and one girl that liked me in high school, but her dad was my plastic shop teacher plastic shop i've in, never heard of plastic junior shop. high take you to the plastic and he was such a great the 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 walter reed junior high shop teachers were all 
horrible guys, mm-hmm. but Mr. Mallon was the worst of the worst. And I remember just thinking, your dad's Mr. Mallon. And I was like, Romeo and Juliet. How's that going to work? Yeah. I hate that guy. <laughs> this school sounds like a trade school. Plastic shop, wood shop, metal shop. We had uh, license plate making. Yeah, yeah. They had yeah metal, wood, this plastic. Is like the end of uh, the the usual suspects. Right, and realizes he was in a, in a prison <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> it's kind of Shutter Islandish. Yeah, um, but just to put a bow on this digitally altering story, they didn't touch any of the bo- boys' photos. Uh, and you think, okay, that makes sense, but that includes the swim team photo that features all these boys in their little speedos. Mm. So and that was what, all good. What we looked at wasn't egregious. No, no. like that was pretty normal. No. Yeah. Stop looking at 15 year olds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's go even younger. A Los Angeles toddler has been accepted into Mensa. Kasha Quest is just two years old. She has an IQ of 146. The average American is 100. Uh, And we got to show an adorable picture of this little girl. Uh, Currently, Quest is the youngest member of Mensa. Her mother said that at about 17 months, she had recognized the whole alphabet, numbers, colors, shapes. Kasha can also identify all 50 states by shape and location on a map. She's learning Spanish. She knows over 50 signs in sign language. She can count to 100. She can identify elements on the periodic table by their symbols and is learning to read. Um, You know, I haven't gotten into it yet, but there was an article a few few weeks or a few days back that I had Dawson Scott chambered, but it was the the math article. I think it was a Wall Street Journal, but California is going to try to do away with the AP math. (gasps) Really? Yeah. Oh. And where were they when Gina and was in high school? They're basically saying everyone in California needs to have the same math class until they get to the junior in, in high school. Wait a second. No. Yeah, That's well, and they kind of. For us dummies, we don't want those kids in my class. Put them in their own class. I agree. I, you know, you're talking to a guy. I'm the only guy I know who never took an algebra class and took a class called high school math when I was in high school. Could have left the high school part of it off. But everyone else was taking like college level this. I was taking high school it's level. Called high school math. Math. I was also removed from biology and forced to take science, science. with these euphemistic fifth grade. titles for for things. In college I fa- I took and failed um Intro to math, basically intro to algebra, three times, and it was zero zero two coded three that way. Times, fool. So we just called it double O duh, yeah. and I couldn't pass it. it it's also <laughs> it's also insane because a few weeks ago, someone had some uh, medication, some pills, mm-hmm. and they said, uh, "Out of it's like two hundred and sixty dollars or something." And I said, "Like how many pills are in there?" And they said, 16. And I said. That's eighteen dollars and seventy five cents. Definitely eighteen dollars. They got their phone out, and that's what it was. Yeah. Like I don't know why I was in Dumbo Math Department, but I was in Dumbo math. math Department. Hey, you'd be good at algebra. I. You wouldn't know. You would have. Been when I went algebra. to junior college, I took a test and got placed in advanced algebra. Yeah. Wow. And I never took an algebra class in junior high or high school, but they're now trying. This whole plan of like we're gonna. We're going to even the playing like field. We're going to even out. And, and they go, it's all part of equity and, you know, this this inclusion and all this bullshit. But um, they go in this article and they're like, we're, we're people don't have gifts, essentially. Like, it, Matt, we, everyone knows people. My son 
could do math in his head faster than Lynette when he was seven. Like, he's got a good head for just mm-hmm. doing Numbers, it up yeah. there, and she doesn't, and we all know those people. But it's insane that we'd want to keep everyone in the same group. This isn't fair to dummies. I know. It yeah. says here, the framework explicitly rejects, quote, ideas of natural gifts and talents. Why would you do that in math of all fucking subjects? That some are gifted in math implies that others aren't. Correct. That's, that's and exactly this is inequitable. Yes. I don't like this. Fucking nuts. These kids will find their way to a casino someday and <laughs> yes. show us all. Sorry, you can read a little more on it, but it's a crazy. I don't know if we've. I don't, I don't know if we've passed it or we're trying to pass it. Well, according to this, it still has not been passed, but this is from, I don't see a date on it, but it's just a few days ago. If California educator, education officials have their way, generations of students may not know how to calculate an apartment's square footage or the area of a farm field. <laughs> But the mathematics of political agitation and organizing will be second nature to them. Mm-hmm. Encouraging those gifted in math to shine will be a distant memory. This will be the result if a proposed mathematics curriculum framework, which would guide K-12 through instruction in the Golden State's public schools, is approved by California's Instructional Quality Commission in meetings this week and in August, and ratified by the State Board of Education later this year. So we'll see if it happens. Oh, boy. Framework recommends eight times that teachers use a troubling document, quote, a pathway to equitable math instruction, dismantling racism in mathematics instruction. The manual claims that teachers addressing students' mistakes forthrightly is a form of white supremacy. Mm. It sets forth indicators of, quote, white supremacy culture in the mathematics classroom, including a focus on, quote, getting the right answer. <laughs> I I don't understand. I feel like it, you're making that. It sounds like it's from the Onion. Yeah, because I I as a student, I'm down to take this class. I just don't think we should be. I don't think it's a good idea. This sounds like if I well, feel it's, it's the right answer, it's the right answer. I would have loved that. I loved math. I took advanced math in oh. high school, and I understood calculus very well my junior year my teacher would have me teach the class if he yeah. had things to grade really yeah i was really good you at calculus. Be more successful Dustin. i know but then i uh was an engineering major at uc davis and took my very first engineering math class like major physics mm-hmm. way out of my league well i, I gotta tell you no there's understanding whatsoever there's two ways to address a problem it's like um if you have fat people and you have skinny people and you want to fix the problem, making everyone fat is not fixing the problem. It's sure. everyone's the same, but they're all fucking fat. And making everyone dumb is not going to fix the problem. If you have an issue with, for instance, Asian students doing the AP stuff and Hispanic students not, do not. You cannot fix the problem by, like, recalibrating the scale or throwing away the scale. You have to fucking bring the lowers up. Well, that's, that's what UCLA did. That's, well, yeah. They the, the other they said there are you know, too many Asian students here. We're capping it. Right. Yeah. It's gone on in a lot of colleges. But the, the point is, is there's this kind of 
weird new world order we're dealing with, which is like, if this guy's got money and that guy doesn't have money, then the way to fix a problem is take that guy's money and give it to the other guy. And it's like, that doesn't fucking fix the problem. The problem is, is these people need work in math or they need work at skills or they need a trade or whatever. Mm-hmm. We got to, we got to figure out a way to get them up. Uh, it's, it's, it's a it's a bizarre new kind of approach to problem yeah. solving that doesn't help anyone big picture. It's the opposite of problem solving. Yes, it, it is. It's a crazy. It's a crazy. No, it's a California thing. I don't know if it catch on other places. Speaking of California, can I thought this idea. Hmm. This uh, two year old, this toddler is is in a, is in L A. They're local. Mm-hmm. Chris, can you reach out to this family and see if she can come in and we can uh, see who can identify more states? Oh, Brian versus the two-year-old. No, no, I literally mean all of She'll put us all to shame. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to one-up the two-year-old. I want it to be funny if she fucking ruined us. Yeah, no, I would love And love And that. the uh, 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS yeah, band. Have them play. As long as we're doing a sure. kids yeah. do the darndest yeah. pods week. Right. Um, yeah, so that triggered me because I was like, oh, this kid is gifted. Right. They have, don't we, we understand as it pertains to music and sports and this, people have different, different strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's cool. One more. All right. Well, this is, uh, this is very interesting as it addresses your love of construction and not wasting food. Mm. Pulverized cabbage leaves, seaweed and banana peels could be part of a, quote, recipe for sustainable building products, according Ooh. to CNET News. So a sustainable... <laughs> the couple's house was devoured by rats. <laughs> well, it's funny. Yeah. They do get into that. But a sustainable construction material specialist in Tokyo says their goal was to use a seaweed and, seaweed and common food scraps to construct materials that were at least as strong as concrete. A team tried a heat-pressing technique usually used to compress wood powder into construction materials, but instead of wood, they vacuum-dried and then pulverized a variety of food waste items like onion, fruit peels, and cabbage. And then they're taking this further and saying the development of potentially edible construction materials, still very much in the early stages, could perhaps someday have people eating it when it's no longer needed. Well, dimensional lumber is what they call regular lumber mm-hmm. the wood. It's called dimensional because now there's a lot of uh, oriented mm-hmm. strand boards and glue lambs and oh, paralambs sure. and stuff. There's which would be baloney versus steak, sure. you know. So the dimensional stuff is so fucking expensive now, and and really just building materials are really expensive now. Um, I think building materials are up like a hundred and thirty percent or something. Yeah. Lumber, it's insane. Like a. a <laughs> This is what me and Stromer do all day. The three quarter OSB, four by eight sheet, Home Depot, ninety two dollars. No way, ninety two dollars. Holy shit! What CDX truck one? Good one side, eighty nine dollars for a sheet of CDX three quarter. Not even three quarter. The shit's nine sixteenths or whatever. We get these, we get outraged right. by it, but it's really, really expensive now, and mm-hmm. I don't know where it's going, but. Making the shit out of something other than trees yeah. might might bring the cost down. And that's the thing. I know nothing about this subject. I didn't uh, you know, pass all the classes like you geniuses. But if you basically couldn't you compress almost anything of a certain grade into like we have composite board, you know, or is it, am I saying that right? You know, yeah. like, you can't press anything enough to make it hard. You know, they have they have uh, MDF. 
medium density fiber board, then they have particle board, and then they have I'm OS, particle board. OSB, which is oriented strand board, which is like chips of right. wood kind of. So why not cabbage together. powder and onion strings? I, I think as long as you add some sort of catalyst to it or some sort of stabilizer binder. or something, a binder, yes, you could you could do it. It'd be good. It'd be nice. Perfect. And uh, I don't know if termites would like it. <laughs> or what if we had some sort of horrible future where termites started to enjoy people food because yes. they had to switch from dimensional lumber and then the next thing you know, you'd like wake up in the morning and like, this Mark cantaloupe has termites. <laughs> That'd be a bum out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like that lot. slippery slope. Well, slippery slope guy yeah. says uh, it's coming to your neighborhood. <laughs> All right, let's bring it home. You got it. I'm Gina Grad, and that's the news. I wish I was the size I used to be when I thought I was fat. Gina, Gina <laughs> That was the news with Gina Grad. Well, there's stamps.com. Why are you still going to the post office paying full price for postage? Stamps.com. You can mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. I've used it here for years, over 11 years. We've always used stamps.com. All the merch and the books and all the stuff we send out is always from stamps.com. Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an Etsy shop shipping orders, or it will help you navigate the world with stamps.com. They can handle it. Over 1 million businesses choose stamps.com. Print U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail, 24-7 at home, plus up to 40% off of post office rates and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. No risk offer, four-week trial, plus free postage and that digital scale, which goes up to, I don't know, 75, 80 pounds. It's big. No long-term commitments. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the home at the top of the homepage and type in Adam at stamps.com. And quick 15 seconds for uh, Hyundai Tucson. Hyundai Tucson, every inch, been completely reimagined. It's a great SUV, and it's filled with innovations in and out. Learn more at Hyundai.com. All right. I want to thank KSI, who was uh, delightful. Interesting cat. Uh, Golden Colorado Buffalo Rose, that's coming up June 18th, 19th. Probably going to sell out. So says Mike. So uh, get on that. Anchorage, Alaska. Coots, July 3rd. And go to amcurl.com for all the live shows. And until next time, it's Adam Curl for Gina Grant, KSI, and Bob Bryan. Say it. Mahalo. My boss is such a bitch. Follow the Adam Carolla Show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Carolla. Catch Gina Grab on the podcast Easy Listening and Bald Brian on the podcast The Film Vault and the rest of us on The Water Cooler. And leave us a voicemail at 888-634-1744 and get tickets to see the Ace Man at adamcarolla.com. Hey, movie lovers, who needs a theater when you have Pluto TV? Grab your popcorn and your streaming device because free movies are here. Pluto TV is your home for movies. Great movies are playing anytime in over 20 exclusive movie channels of action, horror, rom-coms, and more. Watch hits like Saving Private Ryan, Pretty in Pink, and Charlie's Angels all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device.